When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We got Mike the Zamboni with us as well. Beep, beep. Hey, hey. Talk a little music news. Give me a beat. Time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yee-haw! And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. R.I.P. Gordon Lightfoot, the Canadian singer-songwriter uh, behind a lot of um, lovely Lovely music. He died at the age of 84 yesterday. Uh, he passed away, I guess it was last night. And earlier this month, he had canceled his upcoming U.S. and uh, Canada tours, uh, or at least some dates due to health issues. And he was unable to reschedule at the time. But Steve, are you familiar with Gordon Lightfoot? You know, I feel like I'm familiar with his name. And I don't know if I would identify, attach his name to songs. But I think we've got a montage to jog everyone's memory. Yeah. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. In the early morning rain, rainy day people always seem to know when it's time to call. Later that night when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Sundown, you better take care. Great vibe. Yes. That's a time that's a time in musical history. You feel like you're you're transported to a specific time when you hear that. You do. It's like early seventies kind yeah. of yep. feel. Um Sundown was his only number one song. He was nominated for four Grammy Awards. And of course, the most epic song of his catalog you uh, heard in that montage, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Released in 76, peaked at number two on the Hot 100. And that, of course, told the the story of the fatal sinking of the uh, SS Edmund Fitzgerald a year earlier at uh, in Lake Superior. Killed all 29 men on board. I also heard a song in there, um, In the Early Morning Rain, which I know of that song because Peter, Paul, and Mary covered it. Oh. You, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary is how I... That's how I got to know Bob Dylan. Was, sure. I didn't realize that they were covering all these great Bob Dylan songs. Um, and then I guess the same here for Gordon Lightfoot as well. 
Yeah. Oh, sad. Anyway, um, yeah, that's some of those songs you forget. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear them, you're like, oh, why am I not listening to more of this? Yeah, exactly. Why am so I not good. setting my Spotify or my YouTube music to, you know, kind of the the folk American right. songbook? There, I mean, now he's Canadian, but North American songbook. I right. Suppose. There was um, back in the day, there were uh, TV commercials, infomercials that would sell the sounds of the 70s and you could get a box set so you'd get like the light music and then you'd get like the disco and i just loved mine i just played the crap out of it are these the ones that would you would see commercials for them yeah and all of the song tracks would be in song titles would be in white except the one that you were hearing was in yellow oh sure remember that's very observant of you time, yes. time life So good. Uh, Anyway, uh, Katy Perry and Lionel Richie, you know, they're heading out of town to uh, London for the King's coronation, which, of course, happens this Saturday. So Alanis Morissette and Ed Sheeran. Oh, Donna's watching Idol this Uh, weekend. (laughs) I'm not going to be in town. I'm going to have to uh, record it or come back and watch it on YouTube. But they're going to step in for Katie and Lionel. That's pretty cool. I think this is this is cool. Although it's kind of interesting because Katie and Lionel are going. Ed is filling in. Ed told the king that he couldn't do it because right. of a schedule right. conflict. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Now, he, he, has a, he has a concert the night before, Saturday night, in Texas. Now, a Texas to L.A. flight, much easier time-wise than a Texas to... Right. Uh, b- because of the time difference, too. Exactly. So he's traveling back in time to L.A. He would be traveling into the future in London. That's how time works. Right. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Um, So Alanis is going to serve as a mentor for the remaining finalists. They're going to be performing her songs this week as well as duets of Ed's music. And there's also going to be performances from... Both of them, Alanis and Ed, on the Idol stage. I think that's a great way to deal with that. Yeah, that is. That's that's cool. Um, I'm like looking to, forward to it. I'd like to hear um, a little more from Alanis. I feel like she had an album out not that long ago, and we sampled it, and it was okay. She had the uh, the Broadway. She had that, yes. Jagged Little Pill, right? Correct. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm sort of miss on Alanis' music. I, there are a couple, you know, from my childhood, like, nine, that came out in 94, 95, from Jagged Little Pill. I, I remember them, but I, I just never... Oh, there's some old, album I was obsessed with. Old bops that come on that I'm instantly there, and I don't know why. It's just not there for me. I, she's doing great. She doesn't need me to be a diehard fan of her. She's doing great. You're right. She's doing great. She's doing great. Um... And finally, uh, Fallout Boy. Let me try that again. You got it. Fallout Boy. Yeesh. Um, <laughs> have come up with some interesting merchandise. On Monday, they announced the release of their very own Crinal Record. Huh? It's a vinyl record filled with actual tears from band members. It's Crinal. It's a uh, a one of a kind release of their new LP. So much for Stardust. Uh, they limited it to just fifty copies, and they it features a built in fully functional tissue dispenser. Huh. So, <laughs> one of the guys said, you know, he's shed a few tears, which are then collected and worked into the vinyl for maximum emotional fidelity. 
Will you be buying this? No, but okay. I, I, I like I like a good gimmick. Hmm. Uh, you know, I want to say it's very emo, if you know what I mean. You know what you mean. I'm proud of us. You Me know too. why? I don't. We just did a music segment, which we usually do at 10 a.m. And we usually get to zero music news. <laughs> Most notably, yesterday <laughs> we did a very we we we. St- we ended the segment by ended. I mean, we committed the final eight minutes of the segment to the difference between chimpanzees, orangutans, monkeys, uh, monkeys apes, apes, the great ape, all of that. This now it spilled out of a music story. Bubbles, the 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 <laughs> clown or whatever. Michael Jackson's no, old, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson's old pet monkey is now living in some sort of a monkey retirement village, and. Probably just crapping everywhere like you do when you retire as a monkey. <sighs> and then it got us into a deep dive. By the end of the call, we had a call. Uh, by the end of the segment, we had a live call from San Diego. From a volunteer at the San Diego Zoo wanting to set the record straight on all of the misinformation that we were spouting out about monkeys. My point is that was our music segment yesterday. So today we did three pure music segments yes. in a row. Way Woo! to go, guys. Feel real good about it. Now, uh, we teased a little bit about the, the Met Gala. It was last night. Depending on how you feel about all of it, it's either one of the most exciting nights or it's just you can't wait to laugh at the pictures. We'll do kind of a mixture of that. We'll walk you through and paint some word pictures as to how people looked last night at the Met Gala. I have a clear-cut winner. I have a clear-cut winner, and it's not even close. We'll see if you share the same opinion. We'll get into it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. It's us, Donna and Steve. On my talk 1071, where talk is fun. We got the big Zamboni with us as well. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Okay. All right. That's coming off of the clomp clomp, I guess, from oh, Rocco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hashtag Hong Kong. It'll work. It'll work. Uh, big night last night in New York City. It was the Met Gala, oh. and the theme was uh, Carl Lagerfeld, who, by the way, I am wearing as we speak. What are you talking wow. about? What do you Th- mean? This is a Carl. What do you, what's this? This is Oh, Carl. I'm sorry. You're not even, you don't, you don't have me on camera. Yeah, but what, what do you top. have? Like a, Just a top. top. Just a top. It's a Chanel top? It's a Carl. But didn't Carl, wasn't he the style master oh. for Chanel for all those years? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think just when he just branched off. Thank you. Okay. Since when did you start wearing Carl? Today. <laughs> when did you get it? Over the weekend, last weekend. Were you, wait a moment, please, ma'am. What? Were you mm, <laughs> influenced by the upcoming Metropolitan Gala? No, it's a total coincidence. You know what's interesting? What? I was just... I was, when I was in New York a couple weeks ago, the hotel that I was staying at was right across the corner, right across the street from the Metropolitan Opera House. Nice. I could have been at the Met Gala. Huh. That would have been a fun night to be at the hotel to look, right? Look over with your, with your binoculars. Well, oh, okay. I thought you were like thinking you'd be invited for your thin son. Kelly and Kelly. What are you nuts? No, I meant I could just kind of do like the stalker thing. Look out my window, look mm. over at them. 
Would have been fun. Would have given me an opportunity to see in person the clear-cut winner from last night's Met Gal. Of course, everybody comes in over-the-top fashion. If you haven't seen it yet, there's only one picture that you need to see because only one can win the Met Gala. Can I guess who you think it is? And this year, it wasn't even close. Go ahead. Um... Uh, Jared Leto. Bingo! (laughs) Bingo! Jared Leto dressed in a full, realistic cat costume. Mm. I mean, the the head on this cat. Like, this is a Disney-quality cat. (laughs) This is basically uh, James Corden in the movie Cats. No, no, far better. The cats no, it's would better. Have, cats would have been better. It's full-on mascot. Furry situation. Yes. It's the whole thing. It's very funny. And I. the reason is because I believe Carl used to walk around with his cat, his white cat. Well, I'll tell you, Jared Leto looks good as a cat. And, of course, even the cat version of Jared Leto had, like, those piercing blue in his eyes. And then oh, yeah. he did take the hat off. And, of course, <laughs> he looks like a very pretty version of many drawings of Jesus that we've seen. I mean, he really, <laughs> those eyes. Yeah, he's a very pretty man. Very pretty man. Yeah. But it was, so. wasn't even close for me. Who did you love? Um, I really loved Lil Nas X. Now that looked like that's going to take a while to wash off. <laughs> that's going to take maybe a couple of weeks. That, he's basically a statue. He's all in silver. He's got these long claw nails. His whole body is silver. He's silver. His face has a silver and pearl mask on it. His lips are silver. That is commitment. And he's been doing sit-ups. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why are these people staying so low body fat? Are are they starving themselves? Probably a little bit. It's very difficult to keep abs showing. Yeah, I mean, you could have some definition, but to have that carving. To have, like, the resting flex. Yeah. That's what me want. Pappy won it. All right, good luck. But Pappy doesn't want to get it. I have a second favorite. Okay, okay. The picture of Kendall Jenner standing next to Kim Kardashian and Courtney. Let's call it a Courtney. So it's a sister situation. But Kendall is wearing these like old school platforms. Like oh, making yeah. her another eight inches taller. The picture, the one specific picture of the three of them together is so laughable to me because oh. she looks like an avatar. Yes. And Kim looks like Polly Pocket. I was just at a store shopping a couple days ago. and a. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. person there was wearing shoes like that. A person who was working there. Is that right? Yes. You were at a what store? I, I was at a, at a... Don't worry about it. Just was, What kind of store was it? It was a clothing store. A clothing store, okay. And the, yeah, the person working the dressing room was dressed like that. Huh. But are you seeing that picture? I sure am. Doesn't she just look like the space lord who will end up killing them? Like they think that they're her her comrades, but in the end, only one can survive? Yeah, she almost looks like a building and they're just people standing next to it. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's quite the spectacle, that event. Oh my gosh. It is just... You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. The Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's over the top, as over the top as you can get. Yes. And these are, this is District 1 or whatever, the really fancy, you know, the where everybody's, it's like that when you have to come out and do the parading thing. Yep. You have fire coming out of your head. Yes. I wonder if the author of The Hunger Games had the Met Gala in mind for that that visual that she told a story in the book, but then when you see it in the movie as well, it's like, and now from District 1, and everybody has this super ornate thing. I, I bet. I bet there was a Met Gala I bet you're right. Inspiration. I bet you're right. Because even though I pictured it that way, I didn't picture it, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, that cartoonish. I pictured it more drama. You know, like a drama you that mean you watch the movie, on TV. The Hunger Games. Correct. Yeah. The um, Met Gala, I mean, I don't know when it got so crazy over the top. I thought Hugh Jackman and his wife looked very lovely. Just, you know, a tux and a beautiful tight dress. Yeah. Yeah, they looked great. Uh K oh, wait, hang on. Kihue Kwan. Okay. Did was that good? Sure. He kind of had a cool look. You know, it's kind of understated. It had some black leather gloves on, but like where your fingers can show, which are the coolest kind of gloves to wear. Yeah, I agree. Because you're like, listen, I was just doing something, but I will, I will punch you in the face if yeah. I have to. I might have to lift some weights later or drive a motorcycle. That's why I'm wearing these. Yes. <laughs> you happen to see Janelle Monet at all? No, but I, I love her, right her. She has got uh, what I would describe as a Christmas tree like structure I, around her. All with black a, and white. With a Cruella DeVille coat and holding a cat. That's my favorite look. Okay, so now she looks like she's going to be a prop on a Broadway show. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to play the lamp. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was going to say a kitchen pendant light. I'm seeing sure. a little bit of that as well. I'll tell you what, the Janelle Monet, what I would pay to have followed her and to see when they say, and please take your seats. <laughs> now what happens, you know? Then she waddles over. And, and you guys look at the purse she's carrying. It's like a pig. Yeah. It's I a- think it's a cat. Oh. Yeah. It's not a pig. Because remember, it's that white cat, the Carl. Yeah, 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 I got it. Wow, so you just fat shamed Carl well, Lagerfeld's cat. Cat. Yeah. Sorry. I don't see weight in cats. <laughs> I just see evil. <laughs> I love cats. You just say that so that you don't get the cat emails. I'm not afraid of the cat emails. Or that the cat won't attack me. I love cats. Cats are awesome. Cats are definitely better than dogs. Chupette, by the way, is the name of that cat. 
according to Choupette. Choupette. Yes, Choupette. it means sweetie in uh, in French. Oh, so Choupé. Choupé probably is with the rope. Choupé. Nicole Kidman looks gorgeous as always. Oh yeah. yeah! Wow, Jared Leto's version of that cat Choupé. <laughs> Very accurate. When you look, click. There's a link to Choupé. It says that Choupé did not attend this year's Met Gala. Wow, though. That is a very realistic version of that cat. Beautiful eyes they have. Damn near human. By the way, Choupé's net worth is $13 million, in case you were wondering. I so, was. Thank you. For anyone out there who's been, you know, what's it called, working for the last four decades of your life, <laughs> you could have just been Carl Lagerfeld's cat. That's right. Meow. I'm going to take off. Nope. You got to play a game with me. 651-641-1071. That's the number that you can call. You can play the game, too. Uh, pop music is our topic. We'll find out what decade. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, this is so fun. Aquarius Home Services three-day customer appreciation open house is back Friday, May 5th through Saturday, May 7th. I'm telling you, it's a huge blowout sale. Deals on Connecticut water treatment systems up to 30% off. New heating and cooling systems up to 25% off. Oh, and bring your water sample from your home or cabin for a free water analysis. Oh yeah, free pig roast. Come on, Little Canada at 694 and 35E. Details at AquariusHomeServices.com. All right. Hey, guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Time to play a little game. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, we are continuing our musical mayhem with a uh, another question or set of questions here from uh, the pop music genre and the decade we will be focusing on this time around. And uh, just for some context, we have the 70s and before. We've got the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, and then the 10s to now. And we are doing 2010s to now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Donna, this should be kind of good for you, though. I don't think so. Well, you you know, because this the, the latter part of the, 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 the decade, you know, they fired you over at the uh, country place. Wow, and dude. then you got more in touch with pop music. After 2015. Okay. Okay, so 2010s. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Yeah, 2010s. Okay, we'll see how it goes. I believe okay. you. I would, if I was a caller, I would team up with you. Ooh, why would I say that? I don't know. And Kelly is our caller today. Hey, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Hello. Kelly, Hi. how are you? Happy Tuesday. Uh, what are you going to do after you play this game with us? I'm driving home. Nice. Make my day off. Oh, very oh, nice. nice. Okay, let's get a little R&R, maybe read a book, pour yourself a bubble bath. Oh, I think I need to get outside and enjoy the sunshine. You damn right. right. You're right. That was a test that you passed. Way to go. <laughs> um, hey, Kelly, today's topic is pop music. The decade is 2010s to now. Who would you like to team up with, Donna or Steve, for a chance to win a prize? Uh, I, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to team up with Donna. Okay. Yay. All right. Thanks, Kelly. All right. I'll be out in the hall, guys. Holler when you need me. Okay. Sounds good. I'm probably going to need Kelly, so Kelly, be on standby. Steve is stepping aside. Kelly, you are on hold again. This is pop music all week long, but the decade uh, and a decade plus, I'll say, we're featuring now is 2010s to now. Donna. 
Yes. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it going with this one. 20 years after this French duo formed, they had their biggest hit in the U.S. in 2013 with the help of Pharrell Williams. It was titled Get Lucky. Oh, boy, Piaz. This hit from Mark Ronson spent 14 weeks at number one to start 2015. It featured Bruno Mars. Mm, That is called, I can't remember. Billboard named this former child actor the artist of the decade for the 2010s with eight number one songs and nine number one albums. I think Miley Cyrus. And then the second one, Bruno Mars and Mark Bronson. Was that the one with Robin? What's his face to um, uh, downtown funk, uptown funk? Nope. Uptown Funk. I'll say that. Why not? Okay. We'll bring Kelly in here. Kelly, I think uh, you're going to need help down out a little bit here. It sounded like she wasn't sure on the first one. She didn't give an answer. Did you hear that first one? Okay, yeah. 20, 20 years after this French duo formed, they had their biggest hit in the U.S. in 2013 with the help of Pharrell Williams. It was titled Get Lucky. Any idea on that one? No. I can't help. All right. On the second one, she settled with uh, Uptown Funk, I believe. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that works. Okay. And then finally, (laughs) Billboard named this former child star the artist of the decade for the 2010s with eight number one songs and nine number one albums. And she said Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I like that. You're going to go with that? That's cool. Okay, yeah, Kelly. I'm old, I'm old, so this is like, I knew I wasn't going to be any help on this one. It's all right. We'll just have fun, Kelly. Don't worry about it. Um, Hold on. We'll go get Steve. Sounds good. We'll grab okay. Steve here. Hey, I, wanna, I just want to throw this out there, even though it won't count. Yeah. First question. Right said Fred. Okay. And uh, again, if you are just joining us, we're doing a little uh, musical theme through the month of May. We'll have a uh, different randomly selected genre or uh, type of uh, music each week and then a different decade for every single day. So, Steve, are you back with us? I'm back. How did it go? Great. Outstanding. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. How rude. I said outstanding. You don't know me. No, I mean him. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Are you ready to go, Steve? Yes. All right. We will start it off. Let's go. Let's beat her. Again, pop music from the 2010s till now. Here we go. 20 years after this French duo formed, they had their biggest hit in the U.S. in 2013. With the help of Pharrell Williams, it was titled Get Lucky. Daft Punk. This hit from Mark Ronson spent 14 weeks at number one to start 2015. It featured Bruno Mars. 24 Karat Magic. Billboard named this former child actor the artist of the decade in the 2010s. No, that's, it's Uptown Funk. Say this last one again. Billboard named this former child actor the artist of the decade in the 2010s with eight number one songs and nine number one albums. Former child actor? Justin Bieber? Say it again. Billboard named this former child actor the artist of the decade for the 2010s with eight number Justin Timberlake. Okay, let's roll through. <laughs> hmm. Kelly got a kick out of that one. Kelly, stay on this. Maybe. Let's roll through these uh, answers. We'll start on the second one because uh, it took a second, but uh, Donna came back around and got Uptown Funk. Yeah. Nicely done. I wish Steve didn't. Mm -hmm. I know. I was really down the wrong path at the beginning. You were, but uh, you did come back around on it. Nicely done. Uh, We will go to the uh, top one. Uh, 20 years after this French duo formed, Steve did nail this one as well. Get Lucky, Pharrell Williams uh, feature on the track. That was Daft Punk. Okay, okay. It's two to one right now? It is two to one. My guess would have been right said Fred. Okay. I'm too sexy. Sexy for my... 
It is two to one, and you guys have different answers for this final oh, one, man. which is interesting. Mm. Billboard named this former child actor the artist of the decade for the 2010s with eight number one songs, nine number one albums. Oh, my gosh. It was Steve saying Justin Timberlake. Stupid. Donna said Miley Cyrus. If she gets this correct, it's all tied up. You're both wrong. It was Drake. Oh, oh I didn't know he was an actor. Degrassi. Degrassi, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So with that, Steve is the winner today. Oh, oh sorry, Kelly. Sorry, Kelly. It's okay. I can't even believe I, I've, I've always wanted to call in on this and... This is the first time I ever tried. Oh, my God. You know, call again. Kelly, call again. Kelly, did it? if you've always wanted to do it and now today on your day off you finally did it, did it live up to the hype or will you walk away thinking this is kind of a disappointing experience? No, it did live up to the hype and I will definitely call again. It was fun. Any question that you want to ask Donna? You've probably been listening to her for years. She's all ears. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I do. I have listened to her and... um you probably get everything you need. You I listen to you guys every day. I love this. It was great. Oh, Wonderful we love you. experience. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, Kelly, thank, thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We truly do. Uh, you don't have to stay on the line because you lost. But you can call tomorrow. All right. Oh, sorry. man. Why'd you have to do that? I'm sorry. Because I was, I was going to say stay on the line, but then I remembered she won Jack Squat because you let her down, and so I was just wow. trying to figure out a way to say You can be so mean. Thank you. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. I have a quickie. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Air, Ben Affleck's yes, movie yeah, Air. Yeah. It's going to be on Prime Video starting May twelfth. Thank you. It's going to be on demand. Correct. On May twelfth. Yes. Well, I'm not seeing that one in the theater. Yeah, why bother? That's exactly right. Nobody did, unfortunately. I know, and it's so good, <laughs> it's right? It's Amazing. I love that movie. But yeah, it was one of those that came out at the same time as Super Mario Brothers, and I think everyone was like, oh, I, you don't need to see that one in theaters." So right. they'll just wait until it streams. And it was very, very good, though. Wow. Mike, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Unrelated. Yeah. What was the tiebreaker? The yeah. tiebreaker, sure. And by the way, I did want to go back to it because now with that win. We're all knotted up again. 48-48, the overall score. Ah, Let's go. College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And again, we'll continue pop music for the rest of this week. We still have uh, the 70s, the 80s, and the aughts to get to this week. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to take this. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Tiebreaker. You guys ready? Sure. Here we go. Use your name as your buzzer. With massive success during the years in question, this singer dropped the albums. 21, 25. Got it. Adele. Yes. Thank Thank you. Donna. That was the tiebreaker. Nice job. Thanks, Steve. Chasing Pavements is one of my favorite Adele songs. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Throwback. You know, I think that's from 21. Wow. Thank you. What year is she up to now? 30? Uh, Yeah, her last album was 31, I believe. Yeah, 31, I think, was the, kind of Kind of a cute gimmick, you yeah, know, to do that sure. with her age and Ed Sheeran to do it with, you know. Math. Math. Yeah, the, you don't have to spend so much time saying, like, what should we call this album? Right. It's like, well, we haven't done Pi yet. And what I wonder what Adele's last album will be. Like, will there be a 74 <laughs> or an 89? I hope she continues the trend. I like it. 
30 was her last album. 30, okay. Yep, in 2021. Great. A new study has found that one in four people feel stressed and overwhelmed when they have too many tabs. Amen. Or windows. Yes. Open on their browser. Yeah, yes. Just like they might be stressed with clutter in real life. Uh, the problem is both organization, like being hesitant to close the tabs because you're dealing with complex tasks, and forgetting to close other tabs after you're done with them. Multitasking, where you might be dealing with a travel reservation in one window, responding to emails in another, right. and researching products and services in another. And then, of course, there's the noise and distraction like pop-up ads, notifications, and chats. Unfortunately, no simple... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Solution, but a couple of things to try include consciously minimizing clutter by deciding on a maximum number of tabs to have open at any one time. You know, I I totally feel what they are saying, and this is part of the reason that I print all of my material mm-hmm. every day, because papers don't bother me. Well, they do when it comes to clutter, but for a temporary, you know, task like doing a radio show. Yeah. I don't mind the paper. The tabs just get very hard. Like, I've opened the same tab three times because I couldn't find the original one. Mm. And that's a problem for me. I'm like, I don't know where it is. I just had it a second ago. Where did it go? What's in the box? You know, it's funny because the other day, uh, after church, my wife starts chatting with one of her friends, and her friend was talking about how they're just like dealing with so many different things right now, all sorts of tasks, etc. And she said, so I told my husband, look, you just need to take some of these tabs. And I said, oh, do you mean that like... Like a tab at a bar, like, hey, here's a tab. This is for table six. This is for table two. <laughs> and she said, no, I mean, like, mentally, I feel like I, I have a bunch of tabs open like you do on oh, a computer. Like, wow. we have this football thing we need to get to. This needs to be registered by tomorrow night at six. Great and analogy. We, all of the, Yes. And so the women, my wife and her friend were like, yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yes. And I was like, oh. Well, it goes back to how we were talking about how you recall information and it, I think it has to do with how you receive information. Not everybody receives in the same way, which is why I think school can be hard for kids. Now, looking back as an mm-hmm. adult, I'm like, I didn't do well in this class because this person was teaching as, a, as if everyone received the information in the same exact way. Not everyone's brains are wired the same way. Right. I heard somebody in passing say the other day, too, um, I haven't given it much thought, but to that end, they were like, School is made for girls, not boys. And this was a mother who was saying this. And she was huh. like, because like in that boys have maybe maybe more naturally a desire to 
rough house, run around, hit things, jump up and down, all that. Now, I, I see a lot of kids, and I feel like all of them have that urge to be <laughs> yes. you know, kind of crazy. But it was an interesting perspective of, oh, I wonder if, if, if school is designed more, certainly for one type of learning more than another, right? If it's easy for you to be calm, sit down and lock in on something, right. it might come a little bit more uh, easy to you. There was a school, uh, school that my kids were at that a while ago they were doing um, activity in motion. They called it AIM. And this was like, hey, look, imagine like an elliptical machine. And now you're on the elliptical and you're learning math. And they were studying what happens when the kids who have this desire to move and get energy out mm. are doing that while learning. That the two things are not separate. Yeah. It's basically teaching them how to multitask. It's like yeah. reading a book while you're on the treadmill at the gym. Right, which I cannot do. I am a one thing at a time person. Oh, you know, that's the truth about me. Not even close. Wow. Wow. You didn't have to add that. Remember how irritated I used to get with you? I'd be like, Steve, I'm I'm talking. And you'd be on your phone. You're like, Donna, my phone is a computer. I, I do remember this. And I was like, okay. Because I was thinking of it as you are being distracted right now by what's in your hand rather than what we're talking about. Right. In the moment. Phones are tricky that way because I was, we got to go. Okay. We got to go. We're late on time. But I was just, uh, let's touch on that. Okay. The the tension that comes from phones at home. ET phone home? Uh, me like it. We'll get into it next. We'll- hey guys, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union. And you know what? A truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire. Uh, you can enjoy no monthly maintenance fees, free bill pay, e-statements, a Spire debit, cru- uh, debit card, excuse me. Plus, you can even manage your finances on the go if that's the way you like to do it. And Spire Signature Visa credit card, check this out. It earns you rewards, but it also gives back a quarter percent to the community with every purchase. Spire's got 22 locations all over the place. Their latest one is in Golden Valley, just off 394. They've been in the people helping people business since 1934 and their staff is excellent experience they're friendly they'll take care of you and they'll make it super easy they've been named minnesota's best credit union by forbes and the star tribune you can learn more by visiting myspire.com find out how simple it is to open a free checking account 100 minimum opening deposit required spire is insured by ncua hey guys hello it's us donna and steve Mm, still workshopping that. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's us. And we're happy to be here. We were talking about tabs on your computer. And when you have too many open, it can be very overwhelming and stressful. Take it from me. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve open right now. So I think you've been forgetting to maybe close a few. You damn right. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, people are probably listening back to the show and they're thinking this hasn't been that complex of a journey just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where we're like, hang on, it's NASA over here. Um, you know, so we were talking about that and then talking about how you would see me with the phone and assume that I was distracted and I would tell you, though, this is a computer. I would go to like some remote broadcasts we would do as well with the phone, although I will admit it has its limitations to be sure. But, you know, it, it made me think of the phone at home. And I was earlier today at 9.15, we were talking about time blocking. I'm, I'm bad at keeping a calendar and I need to get better at that. But... I, as I was talking with uh, in this meeting last week about time management, 
they, uh, I, I said, you know, there's sort of a, a tension that I feel at home, which is if I am sitting on the couch in the living room and I am on my phone, it is very reasonable for someone to assume, either my children or my wife, that I am just putzing around. Sure. Because the phone is so dynamic in what it can do for us. So they might not be assuming, first thought, oh, he's probably checking work emails. Oh, he's probably scheduling, <clears throat> excuse me, scheduling something. It's like, oh, what are they just wasting time on over there? And the phone is a little tricky in that way. And that's one of the reasons why, as I transition like a guest room into a traditional office space for me, it will be a space where I can be at home in the afternoon and the door is closed and it's like, that means dad is at work. Pretend I'm in St. Paul, you know, and it, it, it will never fully be like that. But a lot of people, I think, felt that tension as they started to do remote work during the pandemic and yes. now maybe have more of a flex schedule, which has a lot of wonderful benefits. But if you live in a home with a significant other and or children, it is very easy to blur the lines and it's so easy for them to see you and assume that you are accessible. And I, I was actually talking with my cousin. Oh, name drop him. His name is Ryan. <laughs> and Ryan and I, we were on a ski lift in Colorado, whatever. And we were talking about working. And he said, you know, I kind of miss life before cell phones in that when you went to work, you were just at work. Like when, when, my, when I grew up and my dad was at work, we didn't like think, oh, just call dad and ask him about this thing real quick, or just text dad. He was at work. He may as well have been like deep sea diving. It wasn't like he was <laughs> calling us during right. the workday. He was at work. Mm-hmm. You talked to him when he got home. My my mom, as far as I know, wasn't calling him throughout the day, reminding him of Never. pickups that needed to happen or whatever. Never. So the, it is such a double-edged sword, right? It is The yes. accessibility is great, but also uh, that bakes in some tension as well. And the thing is, if you did call your husband or wife at work, you had to go through the receptionist. Yes. And, it you know, you don't want to call... And bring attention to them unless it's something you really needed to. Yeah, my mom would have had to call and first speak with Audrey. Mm. Audrey was the uh, secretary, and she was great, smoked like a chimney, and just had a real relatable way about her. We liked Audrey. But it was like, yeah, hang on, you got to get through Audrey, and then Audrey will patch you through. And then, you know, you don't know if they are being paged on an intercom. You know, nowadays, I mean, You could be in a meeting and it's just constant and people are always looking down at their phone. And I get that it's frustrating for others who don't have that problem. But also, you could be looking down at your phone for a variety of reasons. Like you said, you could be taking notes during Mm -hmm. a meeting. Yep, It could be anything, but I just, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny um, just to show you how far it's gone. Is that, you know, like to think of busting out your phone in the middle of a church service. Right. 15 years ago seems inattentive at best and maybe like disrespectful. Now there are phones all over the place and they'll even say like, hey, open your turn in your Bible to or uh, open your Bible up on your phone. And it's, you know, phones are so like on your app, whatever yeah. your church. Like, app. Yeah, I have like a Bible. No, I have like a Bible app, like I've got the okay. whole Bible in an app and it's just like right there. And so there again, it's like I'm sitting there and I could be 
sitting on the couch, you know, I'm not going to make myself out to be some priest, but let's use it for an extreme case. I could be reading from the Bible. I could be, be returning emails. I could be scheduling something. You could or be deleting pictures. could be deleting pictures, managing storage, or I could be watching TikTok and wasting time or on ESPN reading a sports article. And it is kind of tough. And so, gosh, I kind of get sick of hearing myself talk about this because I haven't ever fully followed through on these things. But it feels, I feel like I hit a... Uh, breaking point a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I need to, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired kind of thing yeah. about something. And I was like, I just got to start doing things different. And so I feel like I need some sort of a, that's why the importance of having an office and a closed door, I'm working. Um, and yeah. a, a real hard and fast rule for where the phones can be. We briefly did that where it was like, you don't bring phones into the living room. And then it makes it a little bit more of a pain in the neck if you have an urge to go check Instagram. When I got to go stand at the island in the kitchen and it's like you're sort of calling yourself out, right? Can't you do something instead of making it room exclusive? Time. Yes. Everybody has to, from four to six, nobody is on their phone. Everybody is focused on family. Why do you not warn me when you drop wisdom on me like that? That I'm you sorry. know is going to challenge I'm me and sorry about that. push I, me to be a better version of myself. I left Shana. the disclaimer on your console. Ooh. Not this the disclaimer. Nice. What do you call the other thing? I don't know. You know, the thing you have to sign. The uh, disclaimer. The thing. The uh, contract. The, uh, the, uh, the what, you call the, what do you call it, Mike? Petition. You know, the thing that you have to sign. Yeah. Before you. We'll go to break with disclosure, this by the way. Disclosure! There we go. No, didn't we already say disclosure? No, we said so. disclaimer. Oh, that's right. I don't think it's either of those. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are you talking about anyway? Know. Goodbye. Bye now. We'll be right back. <laughs>